Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Trundle Bed Tales, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, one-room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utoff, the host and creator of Trundle Bed Tales. Find us all around the web under Trundle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you have an account or just listen to an account on a podcast system, please leave positive feedback because it helps people find the show. And today's episode is one. 47, did I have that right? No, 148, 148, Read Across America, and uh, it is going to be a Thornton Burgess story. Now, Thornton Burgess was an American conservationist and a naturalist, and so his stories, uh, he wrote them for children to let them know what was going on out in the wild, and we're going to, or I'm going to be reading one of his stories. Now, I've read this before. I started this um, when I was having some trouble with microphone, and I did a whole series of uh, episodes where I did short readings of one story at a time uh, to try out different microphone things. And I'm kind of listening to a different micro or using a different microphone today because. I have a set of headphones that is, has a really good microphone, I hope, but for some reason is still playing through the, of the laptop instead of through the headphones. So we're having fun figuring that one out. But uh, anyway, I think with that, it is time for a little housekeeping. And uh, so, as a reminder, uh, there is uh, going to, yeah, there I am. Uh, If you want to be a part of the show, you can call in at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253 or toll-free 1-877-633-9389. That's toll-free. 1-877-633-9389. And uh, we are um, getting ready to do, well, I'm hopeful, we will have to see, but I'm hopeful of getting uh, an episode done tomorrow that is a wrap-up episode. We are way late in it, and um, we just got to get it done. I have all my notes on it and stuff. And then we've got a looking ahead episode that is very close to being done. So hopefully that will also be coming out later this month. And uh, I am very close to getting another video uploaded. I think I'll have one for Friday, I hope. Uh, And I did my 
Frost Pictures video that last Friday, which honestly, it's one of my favorites. I'm so glad I got that done. And uh, we need to, I need to be getting a couple of other edit heavy videos out that are currently sitting there slogging up my computer uh, space. So uh, hopefully we'll get that done. I am going to be doing an episode or do um, a post on the blog for tomorrow night that is going to have an update on all the uh, TV show uh, reunion events. I've got that pretty much ready to go. And so we will, uh, even though I don't have the whole list quite ready yet, I want to make sure we get those out there ahead of time for people that are looking for them. And I just did one for Little House in the Prairie, the musical. If you hear about either of those things, a cast reunion or a Little House in the Prairie, the musical production near you, please let me know. Uh, two of the episodes of the, or two of the productions of Little House on the Prairie, the musical, I found out because somebody told me, despite the fact I searched for it on a regular basis, and uh, the cast reunions tend to just pop up also. So let me know if you see one. It would be much appreciated. And with that, I think that's the end of our wrapping up. Oh, before I do, I uh, did want to say, and I forgot to on my March update, that the Walnut Grove store, online store, is now activated. Uh, So you can buy directly through the online store again. They also have started an email newsletter. uh, And I think, sadly, the regular newsletter is gone. People do not understand the difference between those two things. Or else I don't care. But anyway, uh, so that's, I wanted to make sure we uh, knew those two things. So be sure to check out the Walnut Grove website. And that should be it for housekeeping. And that gets us started with the first one of the Thornton Burgess books or stories, and it's called Mr. Toad's Old Suit. Now, these stories are set up to explain why something works the way it does in nature. Uh, There is Old Mother Nature is a character in them. The Merry Little Breezes, they're my favorites. And uh, also all sorts of little animals around the green meadows and the green forest and the smiling pool. So today, oh, and they're, they're Anima Fort North. <laughs> they act like people in that how they dress in clothes, but most of the rest of it is like the animals. So here we go. Mr. Toad's old suit. Peter Rabbit was tired and sleepy as he hopped along the crooked little path down the hill. He could see Old Mother Westwind just emptying her merry little breezes out of her big bag into the green meadows to play all the bright summer day. Peter Rabbit yawned. 
and yawned. Again, as he watched them dance over to the smiling pool. Then he hopped down the crooked little path towards home. Sammy Jay, sitting on a fence post, shouted at him, Peter Rabbit, I don't mind. Oh my goodness, what a sight. Peter Rabbit, reprobate. No good apple will be your fate. Peter Rabbit ran out his tongue at Sammy Jay. Who's, who stole Happy Jack's nuts? Thief, thief, thief shouted Peter Rabbit at Sammy Jay and kept on down the crooked little path. It was true. Peter Rabbit had been out all night playing in the moonlight, stealing a midnight feast in Farmer Brown's cabbage patch, and getting into mischief with Bobby Coon. Now, when most of the little meadow people were just waking up, Peter Rabbit was thinking of bed. Presently, he came to a big piece of bark, which is the roof of Mr. Toad's house. Mr. Toad was sitting in his doorway, blinking at jolly, round, red Mr. Sun, who had just begun to climb up the sky. Good morning, Mr. Toad, said Peter Rabbit. Good morning, said Mr. Toad. You're looking very fine this morning, Mr. Toad, said Peter Rabbit. I'm feeling very fine this morning, said Mr. Toad. Why, my gracious, you have a new suit, Mr. Toad, exclaimed Peter Rabbit. Well, what if I have, Peter Rabbit, demanded Mr. Toad. Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing at all, Mr. Toad, nothing at all, said Peter Rabbit hastily. Only I didn't know you ever had a new suit. What have you done with your old suit, Mr. Toad? Swallowed it, said Mr. Toad shortly, turning his back on Peter Rabbit. And that was all Peter Rabbit could get out of Mr. Toad, so he started down the crooked little path. Now, Peter Rabbit has a great deal of curiosity and is forever poking into other people's affairs. The more he thought about it, the more he wondered what Mr. Toad could have done with his old suit. Of course he hadn't swallowed it. Such a thing. The more he thought of it, the more Peter Rabbit felt that he must know what Mr. Toad had done with his old suit. By this time, he had forgotten that he'd been out all night. He had forgotten that he was sleepy. He had to find out about Mr. Toad's old suit. I'll just run over to the Smiling Pool and ask Grandfather Frog. He'll surely know what Mr. Toad does with his old suit, said Peter Rabbit, and began to hop faster. When he reached Smiling Pool, Grandfather Frog on his big green lily pad, as usual. There was a hungry look in his googly eyes, for it was so early that no foolish green flies had come his way yet. But Peter Rabbit was too full of curiosity in Mr. Toad's affairs to notice this. Good morning, Grandfather Frog, said Peter Rabbit. Good morning, replied Grandfather Frog with a wee bit gruffly. You're looking very fine this morning, Grandfather Frog, said Peter Rabbit. Not so fine as I'd feel if I had a few fat, foolish green flies, said Grandfather Frog. I've just met your cousin, Mr. Toad, and he had on a new suit, said Peter Rabbit. Indeed, replied Grandfather Frog. Well, I think it's high time. What does Mr. Toad do with his old suit, Grandfather Frog, asked Peter Rabbit. Sugarum, none of my business. Maybe he swallows it, replied Grandfather Frog crossly and turned his back on Peter Rabbit. Peter Rabbit saw that his curiosity must remain unsatisfied. He suddenly remembered that he'd been out all night and was very, very sleepy. 
And so he started off for home across the green meadows. Now, the merry little breezes had heard all that Peter Rabbit and Grandfather Fog had said, and they made up their minds to find out from Grandfather Fog what Mr. Toad really did with his old suit. First of all, they scattered over the green meadows, and then presently back they all came, each going ahead of him, a fat, foolish green fly. Right over to the big green lily pad, they blew those green flies. Chugarum, 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 said Grandfather Frog, as each fat, foolish green fly disappeared inside his white and yellow waistcoat. When the last one was out of sight, all but a leg, which was left sticking out a corner of Grandfather Frog's big mouth. One of the Merry Little Breezes ventured to ask him what became of Mr. Toad's old suit. Grandfather Frog settled himself comfortably, comfortably on the big green lily pad and folded his hands across his white and yellow waistcoat. Chugaroom, said Grandfather Frog, once upon a time. The Merry Little Breezes clapped their hands and settled themselves among the buttercups and daisies, for they knew that soon, or because they knew that soon they would know what Mr. Toad did with his old suit. Once upon a time, began Grandfather Frog again, when the world was young, old King Bear received word that old Mother Nature would visit the green meadows and the green forest. Of course, old King Bear wanted his kingdom and his subjects to look their very best, so he ordered a royal order that every one of the little meadow people and every one of the little forest folk would wear a new suit on the day that old Mother Nature was to pay her a visit. Now, like old King Bear, everyone wanted to appear his very best before old Mother Nature. But as no one knew the exact day she was to come, everyone began at once to wear his best suit to take the greatest care of it. Old King Bear appeared every day in a suit of glossy black. Lightfoot the deer threw away his dingy gray suit and put on a coat of beautiful fawn color. Mr. Mink, Mr. Otter, Mr. Muskrat, Mr. Rabbit, Mr. Woodchuck, Mr. Raccoon, who you know was first cousin to old King Bear, Mr. Gray Squirrel, Mr. Fox Squirrel, Mr. Red Squirrel, all put on brand new suits. Mr. Skunk changed his black and white stripes for a suit of all black. Very handsome indeed. Mr. Chipmunk took care to see his new suit had the most beautiful stripes to be obtained. Mr. Jay, who was something of a dandy, had a wonderful new coat that looked all the world as if it had been cut from the bluest patch of sky and trimmed with edging taken from the whitest clouds. Even Mr. Crow and Mr. Owl took pains to look their very best. But Mr. Toad couldn't see the need of such a fuss. He thought his neighbors spent altogether too much time and thought on dress. To be sure, he was anxious to look his best when old Mother Nature came, so he got a new suit all ready. But Mr. Toad couldn't afford to sit around in idleness of admiring his new clothes. No, indeed. Mr. Toad had too much to do. He was altogether too busy. He had a large garden to take of to take care of, had Mr. Toad, and work in a garden is very hard on clothes. So Mr. Toad just wore his old suit over his new one and went on about his business. By and by, the great day came when old Mother Nature arrived to inspect the kingdom of old King Bear. 
all the little meadow people and all the little forest folk hastened to pay their respects to old Mother Nature and to strut about in their fine clothes. All but Mr. Toad. He was so busy he didn't even know that old Mother Nature had arrived. Late in the afternoon, Mr. Toad stopped to rest. He had just cleared his cabbage patch of slugs which threatened to eat up his crop, and he was very tired. Presently, he happened to look up the road, and who should he see? Old Mother Nature herself coming to visit his garden and to find out why Mr. Toad had not been by to pay his respects. Suddenly, Mr. Toad remembered that he had on his working clothes, which were very old and very dirty and very raggedy. For For just a minute, he didn't know what to do. Then he dived under a cabbage leaf and began to pull off his old suit. But the old suit stuck. He was in such a hurry and so excited he couldn't find the buttons. Finally, he got his trousers off. Then he reached over and got a hold of the back of the coat and tugged and hauled. And finally, he pulled his old coat off right over his head, just as if it were a shirt. Mr. Toad gave a sigh of relief as he stepped out of his new suit. For you remember that he had been wearing that new suit underneath the old one all the time. Mr. Toad was very pleased with himself until he thought how terribly untidy the ragged old suit looked lying on the ground. What should he do with it? He couldn't hide it in the garden, for old Mother Nature would uh, eyes were so sharp it would be sure to be seen. What should he do? Then Mr. Toad had a happy thought. Everyone made fun of his big mouth. But what was a big mouth for if not to use? He he would swallow his old suit. In a flash, he dived under the cabbage leaf and crammed his old suit in his mouth. When old Mother Nature came into the garden, Mr. Toad was waiting on the path to receive her. Very fine, he looked in his new suit, and you'd have thought he'd been waiting all day to receive old Mother Nature. But for one thing, to swallow as much and as hard as he could, he couldn't quite get down all of his old suit and a leg of his trousers hung out of the corner of his mouth. Of course, old Mr. Mother Nature saw it right away, and how she did laugh. And, of course, old Mr. Toad felt very much mortified. But Mother Nature was so pleased with Mr. Toad's garden and with Mr. Toad's industry that she quite overlooked the raggedy trousers leg hanging in from the corner of his mouth. Fine clothes are not compared with fine work, old Mother Nature said. I herewith appoint you my chief gardener, Mr. Toad, and as a sign that all may know that this is so, hereafter you shall always swallow your old suit whenever you change your clothes. And from that day to this, the toads have been very, the very best of gardeners, and in memory of their great-great-great-grandfather, a thousand times removed, they have always swallowed their old suits. Now you know what my cousin, old Mr. Toad, did with his old suit just before Peter Rabbit passed his house this morning, concluded great-grandfather Frog. Oh, said the merry little breezes. Thank you. Thank you, Grandfather Frog. Then they raced away across the green meadows and up the crooked little path to see if old Mr. Toad was gardening. And Peter Rabbit still wonders what old Mr. Toad did with his old suit. Thank you for joining us today and catch us next time on the next Trundlebed Tales.
Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.